Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's a Money Monday on The Answer, which means a visit with our friend Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com, 614-917-1040. They're located in Lewis Center, and you need to get there. Meet with them for a free consultation. You'll get a $25 gift card. You'll learn more about money, about markets, about savings, about retirement, about wealth. Very important topics because, man, inflation is crushing even more than we thought it was. We'll get to that. But first, Josh, I wanted to ask you on a lighter note, Christmas is coming up, and I can imagine there are grandparents, maybe parents out there, who think, I'd like to give my kids something that's, you know, a little bit deeper maybe than the normal toy or latest gadget or gizmo. Is there a way that you could think you could start to convey a good, solid message about saving by getting a child, maybe somebody, you know, six, seven years old or younger, something that would set them on a good path financially, whether it's, uh, you know, some kind of an investment or some kind of a book, or you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a bunch of ways, uh, but I think all of those ways come down to control and purpose. And what I mean by that is how much control do you want to maintain over that gift or investment, and for how long, and then what is the purpose of that gift or investment? So let me give you an example. Let's say that you have a child that's two years old, three years old, and you want to put some money towards their college. There's a bunch of ways, obviously, you could do that, ranging from uh, just starting an account for them and, and putting some money into a checking account to buying stock to uh, a 529 plan, which is a, a state-run program for saving for college on a tax-free basis. Uh, now, it, the control piece comes into here. If you give so, if you give a kid stock and you put that stock in that child's name, then obviously, at some point when they turn 18 years old, the stock is theirs and they can use it for whatever purpose they want. Uh, however, if you use money towards college, then for the most part, it would need to be used for college. There's huge tax advantages to 529s that would benefit you for saving there. But, you know, again, it's a little bit restrictive towards what you use it for. So it's going to depend uh, upon what you want to give, how you want to give them the money and what you want to give them for. All the way ranging up to, Bruce, uh, a Roth IRA plan. If you have a child who's, say, 15, 16 years old, they have a part-time job and they made a couple thousand bucks this year, you have the ability to contribute on their behalf to a Roth IRA plan. plan as long as you don't contribute beyond what they actually earned in income. But again, uh, could that child pull the money out when they turn 18? Yes. Will they still get charged with a 10% penalty to do so? Yes. So it's a matter of how much control you want to have over the money over a long period of time. Really interesting. I think, you know, what I would think you're trying to do is ingraining the idea that save some and there's a payoff on the other end. I had a friend one time whose wife wanted to ingrain that to their kids, and she made a bank that had three compartments. And one compartment was what they could spend, one compartment was what they had to save, and one compartment was what they had to give away. So you can ingrain some really good values in young kids 
even, you know, at Christmas time when their minds might be on flashier things. Yeah, we, we do that exact same thing in my house every year uh, around Christmas time. We talk about giving and where are we going to donate money for the year. And I think that's good to, to teach kids that, you know, we live a pretty fortunate life and it, it's good to give back. But at the same time, we talk about exactly what you said, saving. And I think, you know, the more you can, uh, the old adage of, you know, time is on your side and the, the biggest advantage that you have is time and the power of compounding, the more that you can beat that, uh, or ingrain that into your children's heads as well as, you know, the downsides to bad debt, uh, I think are incredibly helpful. And if that's, you know, putting some money into a savings account and giving them a head start or just showing you, uh, showing them some uh, personal scenarios where maybe you went wrong, all these are great things, but there's there's plenty of ways to do that and there's plenty of options available. Josh Pick is our guest, Aptus Wealth Management. He hosts the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Saturdays 4 p.m. here on The Answer. And you can get with Josh and his team in their offices in Lewis Center. Get a free consultation. Get a $25 gift card. It's a nice night out for you. And you get the benefit of Josh's expertise and his insight into the markets. Explain real quickly, you know, something you said just triggered it. The rule of 72. That's a good thing, right? To get your kids to understand. Isn't it the rule 72 or did I get the number wrong? No, it is the rule of 72, yeah, and I, I think it's a, it, fortunately, it's a really easy math problem, but it's a very important one, and I, I, it's beyond my pay grade to understand why this math works, but it does. If you take the number 72 and you divide that number by an interest rate, it tells you how long it takes money to double at that interest rate. So, for example, if you averaged a 7.2% rate of return, you take 72 divided by 72, that's 10 years, or if it's an 8% rate of return, it'd be nine years, and so on and so forth. Uh, I try and convey to my children all the time that if you get an 8% rate of return and your money's doubling every nine years, for every $100 you save today, that means it's going to double 36 years from now four times. So that $100 becomes $200, $400, $800, $1,600. And that that time is on your side piece, if you think about it. And I hear this all the time with people in their 20s. Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to save for this. I'm trying to do this. I'll start saving for retirement when I'm in my 30s or 40s and I start making more money. It's very conceivable to think that you might need to save twice as much per month or even four times uh, as much per month to end up in the same spot just because you waited. So the the, the power of delaying is is a uh, is a very uh, significant one. Yeah, no doubt about it. Josh, pick our guest. We do it every Monday here on Money Monday and Aptus Wealth Management. Located Lewis Center, their web address is aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com, 614-917-1040 is the number. Well, I'm very grateful that we have saved over the years because, honestly, we wouldn't have been able to cope the last year and a half without our savings. Um, I'm looking at a headline on Fox News right now as I'm talking to you, and it just makes me want to hit myself in the forehead. It says, Biden pushes spending plan as inflation spikes, I may be wrong because I know my, you know, econ courses at Ohio State were a long time ago, but it feels to me like more spending pushes more inflation. We got the report Friday. Inflation year over year, 6.8%. And the highest increases are food, energy, housing, autos, clothes. Wow, I guess it's a good thing we can all do without those. Food, energy, housing, autos, and clothes. So what, like... Explain to me why, if if there's a reason, if it's new new monetary ideas, new revelations, whatever, I've always thought that when we have inflation, the Fed will raise interest rates 
restrict money because there'll be less borrowing. The higher the rate, I got to pay back more. There'll be less borrowing, and we'll get it under control. Why, it doesn't seem like the Fed's doing that, or they haven't done it yet. Why are they not doing that? Yeah, I mean, this is such a, a conflicting thing, right? You know, the politicians believe that we can spend our way into prosperity, which, you know, historically speaking, certainly hasn't helped. And we've always had this kind of buffer of the Fed reining it in, uh, meaning that they can, like you said, limit uh, money supply, raise interest rates to limit money supply, and, and kind of pull back that, uh, that's, that, that money supply, which would slow down inflation. Um, I wish I had a good answer for you, uh, whether the belief is that, you know, if we raise interest rates, it actually increases uh, the amount of payments that we have to pay on our own debt, because there's no doubt that the United States owes a lot of money in, in a myriad of ways. Uh, or if there's a belief that if we can get stimulus spending significant enough, we could spur new economic growth, which would raise tax dollars at a faster clip than our debt is is uh, is growing, um, which I don't see how that's necessarily possible. I, I wish I had a good answer, but I think ultimately... Uh, what it points to is inflation is going to be here for a little bit. I don't know that we'll end up back to the crazy 80s, but I don't envision that we're going to be running at one and a half or two percent inflation rates for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to continue at the six, seven percent clip, but it's going to be significantly higher than that two percent number. And if we get another spending bill, more supply, more inflation, there's no way to outrun it. Wow. Well, uh, that's a really interesting place that you've led me next, but I want to remind everybody, Josh and his team are willing to meet with you free of charge, no obligation consultation. You'll get a $25 gift card. Wow. With inflation where it is and with markets where they are and the fluctuations and all the different investment opportunities out there, a professional viewpoint, a professional understanding. And you can hear from Josh's visits with us on Monday, how well he explains these things. Get with them, 614-917-1040, or meet with them, uh, set it up via the web, aptusaptuswealth.com. You can also listen to more of Josh's insights on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, Saturdays at 4 p.m. here on The Answer. So the Biden administration is pushing the what they call the Build Back Better plan. Uh, they pushed through in March, soon after he took office, the American Rescue Plan, that spent $1.9 trillion. I understand new administration comes in. They want to do something. They want to point that they're you know, on top of things, and they want people to think they're fighting for them. But did that, in hindsight, Josh, contribute to the kinds of problems that we're having now? I think you could argue it one of two ways. One, it, it, it certainly helped the economic, quote-unquote, recovery coming off of COVID. It, it was a you know, good shot in the arm, a, a good tailwind for the recovery that was already occurring. Uh, but the flip side of that is, did that create inflation? Um, and while I'm certainly not the chief uh, economist for the United States, I don't know how you could argue against that fact. Uh, again, more supply, more money into the economy, more inflation. Couple that with supply chain issues, uh, reduced you know, economic, or not say economic, but let's say reduced production as a result of those supply chain issues increases demand simultaneously. And that leads to inflation. So do I think it had an impact on inflation? Absolutely. I think, you know, reverting back to our, your last question, did are all of these you know, stimulus packages or the Build Back Better plan, is that going to cause more inflation? And what could slow it down? The only thing I can think of would be that there is a belief that the lessening of su- the supply chain issues that we have 
will somehow slow that inflation because of those two pieces. Remember, less supply or more supply, more demand, excuse me, less supply, and then increase money supply to buy those goods. That creates inflation. Maybe one of those elements is believed to be lessened, but it, it still doesn't change the fact that there's multiple things affecting the increase in inflation. Well, I'm looking here. I mean, used car prices are up 28 percent. Uh, the cost of the typical American family, because of the inflation, supposedly it's $4,000 out of pocket. Uh, these are things that are, you know, they're scary numbers if they continue. And if uh, you are scared or at least concerned, well, then that's a good reason to meet with Josh and the Aptus Wealth Retirement Team at aptuswealth.com, 614-917-1040. I know this answer is, you know, an individual answer and it doesn't prove anything, but I hear all the time that the economy is strong, everything's great, employment numbers are down and all that. Your view of our economy right now, do you feel like our economy is strong and in a good place? Well, I think we have a couple of good things going for us. Uh, One, uh, jobs certainly are available. Uh, If you just drive around Columbus, there there are are plenty of jobs available. Um, Two, I think if there was a byproduct of COVID, um, profitability with companies might be able to be increased by people working from home. I mean, there's there's a, a lot of good things that are coming out of COVID, believe it or not. But are there a lot of bad things coming out of COVID? Uh, are, are savings rates among the U.S. economy significantly up across the board? No. Is spending up? Yes. Are real wages down? Meaning that although we see, you know, things like part-time jobs paying $15, $16 an hour, that, that's certainly up. The average individual in the United States received about a 2.5% wage increase. Well, we just got done saying that inflation is at 6 or 7%. So I think there's two ways that you can look at this. You can look at the stock market, and is that uh, at least looking towards a good future? Uh, it always is. Never bet against the U.S. economy, and in the long run, it'll be great. Uh, however, when you look at the real economy, meaning the average individual, is their life better or worse, and does it look like it's going to be better or worse moving forward? I think we have our struggles ahead. Um, so I think, you know, as you plan towards your own retirement, your own financial future, uh, you have you have a headwind against you right now, and planning is critical. You no longer probably have a pension. Uh, there's a lot of question about the future of Social Security. Inflation looks like it's going to be a bigger problem. If interest rates remain low, where do I invest my money on a safe fund to fund, help fund my retirement rather than putting all my money in the stock market and having to deal with what appears to be some pretty significant volatility ahead? These are all very valid questions. Uh, and then you couple that with, how are we going to pay for all this? Are our taxes going to go up? And what kind of bite will that take out of the picture as well? I think the takeaway here is, in the past, it's been a pretty favorable situation for people heading into retirement. It's getting more difficult. So planning is just more and more critical moving forward. No doubt. No doubt. And that is why the Aptus Wealth Retirement Team makes a lot of sense for anyone. Free consultation, $25 gift card. Here's how you get a hold of Josh and his team. Aptus, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com, 614-917-1040, located in Lewis Center. Listen to that Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show, 4 p.m. Saturdays, here on The Answer. As always, Josh, great to have you with us. Thanks for your time today. Look forward to talking with you next week. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. So I've played for you today a couple clips that demonstrate 
that the left parrots certain arguments, but they can't articulate their arguments. And the underlying foundation of that is that, you know, what we believe is true, whether or not we can demonstrate that it's true or whether we can articulate why it's true. This is someone who you would think would be extremely smart. He is a member of a big New York law firm, or at least he was, until he was confirmed by the Senate as Assistant U.S. Attorney General. His name is Hampton Dellinger. Hampton Dellinger. Oh, he sounds like a smart guy, doesn't he? Hampton Dellinger? Well, Hampton Dellinger, in his confirmation hearing, was called out by one of my favorites, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, for a tweet that Hampton Dellinger had released, left in the public domain. I mean, if I were being nominated and I was going before Republican senators trying to discredit me, I would delete all my old stupid tweets. But Hampton Dellinger did not, and he could not defend it, as is the case with many, many leftists. This is what the tweet says. Yes, there are some women GOP peers, meaning members of the Republican Party, and a tiny number of Democrats who want government, not women, to control women's bodies. But if there were no Republican men in elected office, there would be no abortion bans. Did you write that? Senator, I, I do not recall that specific tweet, but I do not deny writing it. You wrote it. Okay. Here it is, bigger than Dallas. Do, 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 do you think that my votes with respect to abortion are based on the fact that I want to control women? Senator, I, I cannot speak to that. Well, why would you say it? In front of God and country. Well, Senator, I do believe that the reproductive rights established in Roe versus Wade and then, and then dealt with in Casey, uh, June Medical, and other uh, Supreme Court decisions are important. And that's, that, that's fine. I agree with that. Well, and Reasonable sen- people disagree, but that's not what you said, Counselor. Right. And Senator, you said every Republican, other than the ones that you like, have their position on abortion because they're misogynistic. Well, Senator, I, I, do you believe in God? Uh, Senator, I, I have faith, I believe. Um, I, I certainly, some, a lot of people have faith. Right. Did it ever occur to you that, that some people may, may uh, base their, their position on abortion on their faith? Senator, I, I sincerely appreciate people who have a different um, position on abortion. Than you sure I, don't tweet it. Have you ever tweeted that? Well, well, Senator, I'm saying it now under oath, and I do. Yeah, you're up for, to be nominated. You want me to vote for you? <laughs> John Kennedy just destroyed him, of course. Democrats got him approved because they have 50 votes they can cram him through. But there again is an example. Just like Jesse Smollett, just like those abortion protesters holding Catholics for abortion, saying that, I can't envision any situation where God is not with someone who has an abortion. Oh, really? Why do you say that? Well, uh, I'm tired of talking about it. So know what you believe and know why you believe, because you have a hope of winning the other side over to your side when you can do it with purpose and logic and facts. The reason why their side is not attracting any more than the zealots it already has. It's because their arguments are empty. And their logic is absent. <laughs>